Hi, I'm a Southern California Honda person, and recently we've been doing random acts of helpfulness, like replacing a family's stolen camera, providing an urban farm in L.A. with a much-needed wood chipper, and donating supplies to volunteers who help kids in need. And we can help you, too, with a great deal on a reliable, award-winning Honda, like the Accord, the 2018 North American Car of the Year. Click the dealer locator link to find a dealer near you and go to SoCalHondaDealers.com to suggest a random act of helpfulness for someone you know. Previously on The Walking Dead. You're not my babysitter anymore. He's strong. The saviors are over half the workforce and we've had too many walk off already. Yeah, because that's who they are. We need the food. Until that ethanol shows up, we're holding on to our surpluses because we're going to need him. I gave you the benefit of the doubt. You pack your shit and get out of here first thing in the morning. Christ, you damn near got yourself killed. What the hell are you doing? Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Indie Radio presents Talking About Walkers, the Walking Dead podcast. The show that breaks down all new episodes of your favorite zombie TV show right here on IndieRadio.org. And now, here are the hosts of the podcast, Kente, Jen, and Olaf. Hello and welcome to an all new episode of Talking About Walkers, The Walking Dead Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Kente, all the way live from Los Angeles, California, and I'm so happy to be with you here tonight. I am looking forward to talking about this episode. Uh, We are in episode three of season nine of The Walking Dead. All right. So uh, let me introduce my wonderful co-host. I'm going to start off with the one, the only Jen. How you doing, Jen? I'm great. <clears throat> I feel like uh, I feel like for only episode three, we've it. I don't know. There's some. It feels longer. I feel. I feel like we've been watching for a lot longer. Yes, yes. And how is it there in uh, Hawaii, by the way? Because my oh. sister and my two nephews are in Hawaii. They're um, they're on Honolulu. You know, the nice thing about living in Hawaii is that things really don't change very much. So when things do change, it becomes kind of, you know, big news. But for, I would say, 360 days out of the year, there is nothing to report. It's nice. It's sunny. It's temperate. Uh, You know, highs in the mid-80s, lows in the maybe upper 60s. I mean, look, it's hard for me such a paradise out here everybody's gonna want to come and i can't have that so it's beautiful but you don't want to stay we we have zombies we that's what we have we have don't come don't come okay well we have zombies too here in los angeles so i'm gonna take i'm gonna take your uh note from you and try to keep people away so (laughs) (laughs) we got zombies don't you don't want to come you don't want to (laughs) come All right. So also joining us is the one and only Olaf Barbosa, the captain. What's up, captain? Well, not much. We don't have uh, zombies here in the great state of Indiana, but we've got something worse and far more deadly than zombies. We got rednecks. (laughs) I agree. Uh, no, so we, we we got rednecks. That's what that's what we got here. 
Well, my next guess was going to be raccoons. Yes. <laughs> no, no, red, cats, red, dogs, red, ne- rednecks, rednecks, rednecks. And if you are listening, good old country boys. That's what we got around here. <laughs> do, do Do you think zombies have like personality types? Like, you know, is there such a thing as like the redneck zombie or the upper class zombie? I mean, do you think that there's like actual class distinctions? Because that's kind well, of, of an interesting idea. Well, of course there is. I mean, you know, I've I've noticed a couple of rednecks, redneck zombies going through there, you know, resident walkers going through. Yeah, you know, them's the ones got the, you know, got the hat on sideways and they're kind of, you know, you can tell them. <laughs> he said, I, I he, say, said the the he said, dims the ones. He said, dims the ones. Dims the ones. You can tell. Hilarious. I, I have never seen a walker on The Walking Dead with a baseball cap on. <laughs> <laughs> But I really, really want to see that. I want to see one backwards because those are the, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I feel like that's an important inclusion for all. We have to include people with that wear their baseball caps backwards. It's important. Mm. Yes. I'm well, going to write that in as a suggestion. So you, you can write that in as a suggestion. If, if I ever wound up on the show, I would be the walker with the cowboy hat. Well, now, now a cowboy hat might get knocked off. I could see that, right? But a baseball cap, you know, I mean, it fits pretty snugly to your head. It's not going anywhere. So it seems yeah, like that should be like, a thing. Yeah, you don't lo- you don't lose your hat if you, if you got it if you got your hat right. You don't you don't lose your hat. I don't know those zombie hordes. They look pretty crowded and jostly. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. Well, um, so uh, a couple of things I wanted to get off. Uh, my chest before we go on um okay one is uh um like i'm from los angeles kudos to my dodgers we're in the world series yay we uh we defeated the milwaukee bucker no buckers milwaukee <laughs> bucks no brewers i'm sorry bucks is the base basketball team oh god uh so uh go dodgers in the world series uh we, we hopefully we'll be able to defeat the red sox um but uh, that's just a little. I just had to throw that out there. Um, also, I had the pleasure to see Halloween, two thousand eighteen, uh, and uh, it was it was a good movie. It was good. It wasn't uh, great. It you know it had its flaws, but overall it was a a pretty good movie. So um, you know check it out. It's definitely worth seeing. Uh, there were some things where it kind of made me roll my eyes, but you know it, I guess it is what it is. So. Yeah, I've heard you know a lot of good reviews. Uh, people that have seen it, you know, they they liked it. So it's yeah, it's it's worth seeing for sure. It's definitely worth seeing. It's not it's not a bad movie. Uh, you know, it's it's not a great movie, but it's definitely not a bad movie. So you know, it's not like a you know, if me and Janet made it, you know. It, then it would have been fabulous. Oh yeah, it'd be the best movie of all time. It'd be the Agreed. bomb, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and we would we would have hired uh, Olaf as uh, Michael Myers. <laughs> 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 Olaf would have been a great. I think you would be a great Michael Myers, man. I, I see. Oh yeah, I got the mach- I got the machete and all. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, be- yeah. I, I already got the props. We don't have to worry about getting props. I already got them all. Yeah, and I know you I don't know, know how Michael to Myers use it. In a, in a cowboy hat, though. I don't know. Well, <laughs> that would be. Could funny. work. Could work. That would be funny. 
but uh, I would I would make it work, and and it, it's poised to make a lot of money too, uh, this weekend. So uh, we'll see what the numbers are. But um, let's get into this. Is a Walking Dead show, so I wanted to, before we get into the episode, I wanted to share with you this. Uh, I haven't shared with you guys, but um, AMC isn't worrying about the ratings for The Walking Dead. So, um, essentially, you know, The Walking Dead, uh, as we talked about a couple of times on the show, the ratings have fallen pretty far down. And um, let me uh, give you guys an idea of what they are. Um, Yeah, I I heard last week that they hemorrhaged quite a bit. Yeah. Like they were three, like four million or something like that last week. Yeah, we, yeah, I'm about to pull up the carnage. (laughs) Get it? Carnage. Um, Carnage. (laughs) uh, Wait a minute, where is it at? Okay, what is it? The heck is this? Okay, there we go. So, uh, as we can see, it went from six million down to slightly under five million, which is the the lowest has been for a while, as you can see. Um, which we've said this before is still really high, you know. That is right. really high. It's, it's still really high for for any show, but um, you know, it's definitely something they need to to um, look at and why why of the the big fall. Oh, I didn't realize <laughs> Scott Gimple is uh. He wrote uh, an episode too. Huh? Okay, but anyway, um, so that's just something to keep your eye on. The uh, what's going on with The Walking Dead in the ratings? Uh, I, I don't think that it's gonna ever fall to the place where they have to just like cancel it. But it's definitely not gonna be what it once was. It's just not gonna get up there. I think it was just it just captured a time and place, and that's what we have there and it's fine you know uh it wasn't going to stay like that forever you know so uh it's amazing that it lasted as many seasons as it did with the massive amount of ratings that it had right and it says uh this is funny it says uh oh this is from last year okay uh it said uh Walking Dead's plummeting ratings are Negan's biggest victim. Hilarious. I love these titles. <laughs> these are these articles and stuff. It's hilarious. But uh, anyway, so... You that, know, you uh-huh. know, just to start off the show, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure everybody's got their own idea about why the ratings are, are sliding and all that stuff. But, mm-hmm. I, you know, part of me thinks that this is not necessarily... It's, it's not really story-related as much as it is just story to fatigue. Mm-hmm. And, and that... Like we were saying, that it's bound to happen. It's amazing that it didn't happen sooner. But now we're at a place where there's they, there's less and the- less big story to go to because they didn't do the stuff that they could have done it, during other seasons to sort of ramp up something new. <clears throat> excuse me, something new that could have been like, uh, hey, here's what we've got. Does that make sense? No, no, it makes perfect sense. Um, yeah, Somewhat. it makes perfect sense. Yes, what? Yeah, yeah. Now, I, I I was gonna play, um, you know, boys to men. It's so hard to say goodbye, um, but I don't want them to uh, strike. 
<laughs> copyright strike the video, so I won't. I'm not going to do that. But we can kind of hum it inside of our heads. Uh, but um, you know, we got to start this episode off on a somber note. Well, not for me and Olaf. It's, uh, <laughs> I, it's like I know. I, I, knew I that know. Was I, it's like, hey, hey, Jen. Yeah. Your boy's dead. <laughs> You know, he lives on in my memory. What can I say? <laughs> oh, that's, man. That's, that's, that's the only place he is because he's dead. <clears throat> all right. Well, you know, I'll, I'll take that. That's okay. That's all right. So at least... It, at le- go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say at least we know that he died for a worthy cause. Sort of. I mean. Oh, to make me and Olaf happy? Oh, yes. A, a little. Very worthy cause. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I mean, sort of. I think Justin's death is like the. It's the catalyst. It's what needed to happen. There was no way that this was ever going to work. So you something were, needed to happen. You, it's weird how they all rallied around Justin, though. Like nobody actually really seemed to care about him when he was alive, but when he's dead, he's like, oh no. The death of Justin just made it obvious that we could never get along. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> what were you guys all rallying around Justin when he was alive? Okay, that seems a little ridiculous. But I'm shocked you didn't say. Why like, did it have to be Justin? Why couldn't it have been the guy from uh, Entourage? <laughs> why? Why did it have to be Justin? They hey, just hate uh, you me. know, as as walkers go, he was a gorgeous walker. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I mean, there's not many of them, but he was definitely a gorgeous walker. Oh, well, he was, a, he was, he was, you know, pretty fresh kill. So, I mean, they hadn't had time to really decompose much. So, well, you know, it, I, it just struck me how ridiculous it is to sound like you're gushing over somebody who's freshly dead. <laughs> That's just <laughs> this is next level. This is really next level. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so anyway, so. The, 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 the funny thing to me, not funny thing, the, the sad thing to me about Justin's death is it, it not only do we not really, uh, we didn't really get to see what I thought we might see about his death, but there's also, the, it feels to me like there was something sort of missing out of that. Like maybe there were other shots that were, uh, or maybe there were other scenes that were shot that we didn't get to see because it feels like there's a huge jump in there. Did, did you guys feel that? Yeah, kind of, kind of like you, you. All of a sudden, he's off walking, and then next thing you see, he's dead. But you know what? The worst thing is the really bad thing about it is that Chester won't be in any more episodes because he's dead. I know. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. But but now we do know. But now we do know that Justin was actually involved, obviously, with uh, with Simon's group, right? Right. Because they were targeting them. So clearly he had done some other pretty bad things too. But no, when I say there's something missing, I mean there was, it felt like there was something missing from not the time that he, he got knocked off the road or whatever and then walked. It was the time that he was a walker to the time that he was on in the cart. I don't know. I feel like I missed something in there. No, they just didn't show you them take him down. I mean, but you can just yeah. assume it. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't show. I mean, he came wandering out after everybody, after the other ones went past. So he's kind of like comes wandering out. Oh, hey, look at this! Oh, boom! That's the guy that they're missing. Well, that's the guy so they're looking that, for. You, well, you, so that seems really can I, unfair. Can I tell because, you? Can you know. I tell you why? 
Boy. The writer said, "Okay, we we got to kill Jen's boyfriend. <laughs> she already didn't need to see the the walkers feasting on him, so we're not gonna just you know and then have to show her. She has to then see him getting taken out. You know, they decided to. <sighs> it was just too much for you, so that's so, why they so did it. it. It was a mercy, is what you're saying. So, yeah, it was. Yes, a, it, it was, was a Lord have mercy. mercy. They, they 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 just they they couldn't bear to you know you know put that much." heartache on you then kill your boy well in in that sense then thank you very much writers that was really sweet of you but but my, the logical part of my story brain wants to go mm, but what what exactly happened there i mean obviously we can fill in the pieces it just it, it was just there there is something there was something very odd about the disconnect between justin's death and that kind of being the catalyst for the saviors being like okay yeah we're out of here now Right. I mean, I know other stuff happened. It just felt like that was kind of the pivot point. And well, it certainly felt like the pivot point when they were having the standoff. Well, it's because a lot of the saviors feel the same way you do. And now your boy's dead. Well, I'd revolt, too, if he was dead. Jeez, nobody <laughs> saved him. What the heck? Yeah, they were. Well, well, that, that, they're, 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 see, they're, they're all like, you know, they're all like hot him also. And see now he's dead. So. <clears throat> oh, that's it. That must have been it. I see. <laughs> see, they all, have, they all they all have their 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 crushes on him. So and now that Rick could Rick could have easily dead. just Rick could have fixed this whole thing by just arresting Justin that night and taking him, putting him in with Negan. Right. Yeah. But but see, we, then, he could have just avoided it all. But see, then Negan would have done would have Negan'd him. And then you know what? The next day, your boy'd be dead again. <sighs> all right. Anyway, it goes. Your boy's dead. Okay. So pipe dreams, whatever. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> Moving right along. And I, I want to tell the people in the chat room that uh, you can participate in the conversation. Uh, just go to, on the right side to the top chat, and uh, it says "Say something," and we will acknowledge you and your questions or your statements or whatever. So uh, don't be afraid. Uh, to do that this is a live show yeah, uh, and justin won't be joining us because justin's dead <laughs> that's what i said <laughs> so uh, uh, look i'm representing justin so just so you know he's here in spirit he's totally here mind body and spirit yes yeah. okay so let, let's talk about uh, this guy right here um uh and uh you know uh jed it was his name um, i liked him I like him too. You know, he was on um, uh, Entourage. He played—I uh, don't know if you watched Entourage, but he played the uh, director. Uh, he, yeah. he always would call it suit. Oh, you're a suit. You know that guy. Uh, he's a really good actor, and he's been good in a lot of stuff. And uh, you know, and he's really good in this as well as an, an you know antagonist, uh, shit starter, whatever you want to call him. And um, uh, and he really had a good episode. Uh, in this one, I mean, honestly, I, uh, he could have actually been Justin, and Justin could have been Jed. Haha, <laughs> Justin and Jed. Um, <laughs> like you know, I could have you know, and then Zach McGowan would still still be in there. Uh, but uh, I like what they did. <laughs> so, uh, but um, yeah, I, I really liked him in this episode, and I thought that uh, I thought that he was a uh, you know a, a good character. Uh, give me your take <clears throat> on him in this episode. Well, first of all, I, I, this this particular actor definitely plays sort of the big, uh, not brutish, but kind of bullying guys really well. 
So I, I give him total credit for that. I like it a lot. Also, the other thing which was kind of interesting him is it seemed like it, he wasn't really, I don't know if he was a hothead as much as he was just like, okay, we're fed up. It's enough. And it, like, because it, it sort of felt to me like this was not just an emotional response. Like, it was, look, we're done. We're hungry. We're doing all the work. We're just done. And he seemed to really portray that, I, I think. I, and I feel like that's sort of the sentiment of everybody. That it was sort of like, in that group, it was just sort of like, we're just done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was like one of those, uh, we're not going to take it. We, you know we're you know we're behind you know one our people are dying uh you know and you're not even protecting us why are we doing this and yeah like he was like the face of the movement it it did feel very much i mean like you know i i know we try to break down the episode piece by piece but in this particular case you know it did feel like the entire episode was really about a failed mission of protection that Rick, boy, as, much, as hard as it is to say, Rick doesn't have the strength to bring all these people together. And it's, it's an odd situation because I don't think we've ever been sort of faced in The Walking Dead with, with the situation where there weren't two kind of opposing leaders that could kind of battle it out. And instead, you just have opposing uh populations that can't seem to see things the same way and it's 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 there's something sort of interesting about the way that toward the end of the episode we sort of understand i think even a little bit more that nobody is really safe that i mean not that anybody ever was safe but really and truly nobody is safe that is people are not even safe from the people that they thought that they were safe from does that you know what I'm saying? No, I, I was, I'm thinking specifically of Gabriel, but yeah, um, yeah that that was um, you know, I, and I really like that too because I one thing I was worried about this season, uh, just kind of hearing hearing the uh, conflicts that were going on, uh, I mean hearing that the you know you had no more Negan was where is the conflict coming from. And uh, I'm glad that they they figured out ways to keep it going and and, and ways that I can, you know, get into or sink my teeth in. Yeah, I I agree. And and, I mean, it's always been the living versus the dead, right? I mean, that's always sort of the primary conflict. But Mm -hmm. I'm really glad that they've sort of moved into what I would consider to be the next evolution of what that kind of conflict would look like, which is basically civil war. I mean, this is what happens, you know, people get together, they think about things differently, they try to work them out, they don't work them out, and when they don't work them out in the end, it ends up being a huge split. That, uh, and I can't even begin to put my finger on what that might be, but it's clear, they're clearly showing Rick as less and less of a potent leader. He's more and more of a, remember when Rick was crazy? Remember in Alexandria when he was just totally nuts? Even then, he was still really commanding. His presence was commanding. His voice was commanding. And now Rick talks really softly. And he is sort of always kind of hanging back a little bit. He's like, just his actual presence feels less 
which is quite interesting, I think. Yeah, well, you know, they're phasing him out, so. Well, yeah, like I said, he's he's only got two more episodes. He's out of there, so he's just, he's not going to, you know, he's not really, you know, going to waste a lot of energy on it. Well, no, I, I think that's done actually by design. I think they actually did that on purpose. Like, he is supposed to be, we're, su we're supposed to understand that his rule, if you will, is failing. Mm-hmm. Like, we're supposed to be led down that road that, okay, whatever happens next, here's the, here's the, this is the soft power, and here's the power on the rise. And it feels to me for the moment like the power on the rise is Maggie and Daryl. Yeah. I don't think that's going to last, but that is what the power on the rise looks like. Because even Carol told Rick, look, you know, when the conflicts first broke out, I just wanted to kill him. That's pretty heavy. Right. Right. Uh, Don't you think so? Oh, no, it's very heavy, yes. Yes. Um, now, you mentioned uh, you mentioned the conflict with, uh, with um, uh, Gabriel, Father Gabriel. Uh, I'm going to play a clip. Uh, I'm going to just play the audio and just have the steel. You can just see the steel. But uh, I'm going to play this clip of uh, the conversation, so... Here we go. Frequency mode. It's Jada's. I know you're in range. I saw the helicopter last night. Take them? No pickups, but the deal still stands. Will you have an A or a B? Neither. It's just me. I paid my share. talking to you followed me were they right did you do something to Justin no then who were you talking to what did you do bad things but not this. I stood for you. I care about you. Tell me the truth. Answer my questions. You traded people, yes? Yes. That's what you were going to do with me. With Rick. Yes. Why? For supplies. 
for my people. It didn't start that way. It just... It just ended up there. I don't know what the hell that means. I tried. You saw I tried. At Alexandria, but the first thing that goes wrong and they suspect me... Rick suspects me. And when those saviors came at me, everyone stood by. Except for you. Gabriel. Leave with me. What? And, and, and where? Um... There's another place. It's far from here, but if we go together, we can get there. It can be different for us. There's only one thing. You can't tell anyone. But if you can trust me and help me with one small part of the deal, we can have a life like you can't imagine. Whatever this is, I can't do it. I have to tell Rick. You can't choose me instead? And all this time, I thought you were a bee. Ooh. Ah. Somebody's so, an A and not a B. Yeah, somebody's an A S S H O L E. But, uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I like how her first response to, are you talking to somebody, is... You followed me? Right. Like, I, right. I just love how guilty people are able to answer a question with, with a, a question, question and put the, yeah, put the suspicion back on the other person. Like, oh, well, what were you doing? What were you doing? Well, what were you doing? Yeah, that was actually kind of but, funny. But then also, it's the like. The end of that. But also, though, it's like, dude, don't say you're going to just say, yeah, okay, sweetie. And then wait, get her back to the <laughs> thing and then be like. People always do that in movies. They always, oh, I'm gonna have to tell on you. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to pay. I'm like, and that person got a gun in there. I'm like, what do you expect is gonna happen? It's crazy. Right. It's like, um, you followed her. Nobody knows that you followed her. You're out now in the junkyard, which is away from everybody else. Yeah. You don't spill your beans there. Man, I'd have lied. I'd have been like, baby, well, I, I, also, I'm, I'm on your you know, side. It, it, it's, it's so highly hypocritical at this point for a lot of these characters to pretend that they are standing on any moral high ground when they've all done absolutely horrible things. And I, I, that's why I'm saying, you know, you can't trust anyone. I, I don't. I feel like she's actually being super disingenuous, but I kind of feel like maybe Gabriel is too. 
Well, I, I mean, I, I don't know exactly how to kind of frame this, but it's not like Gabriel is sort of standing with no blame on his shoulders either. He lied. You know, he told Rick that he was with her all night long and clearly he wasn't. So there's all these like implied layers of stuff that goes on that always catches up with these people. And it's always, it always seems to be in the moment when they're trying to stand on some kind of high, again, moral high ground that they don't really have access to that like, isn't really theirs. You know what I mean? No, no. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, I'd think that would be like stupid meat button. <laughs> uh, there's, there's, there's always these soliloquy moments for right. all of these characters when they're expressing, you know, their why it is they feel so morally outraged at this or that, and then you look back at like what they've done, or you even look back within the episode, and th- they don't have a leg to stand on. And I'm not saying that Gabriel is has not redeemed himself in a lot of ways and become sort of uh, I wouldn't call him a paragon but he's definitely come a long way but for him to just outright lie to Rick is sort of like he's backsliding into being the old Gabriel why well I mean did, I, I guess we can guess why well, well yeah we can guess guess pretty much why because he said well you know I left after we <laughs> You know, and I, I left after that. So, uh, but I said I was with you all night. And so, so I don't know. Maybe she's pretty. It's like uh, she got him all twisted up because uh, you know it's been a while for him. I don't know. So even in the apocalypse, sex changes everything. I get yeah, it. Yeah, sex. Yeah, sex. Sex is the sex is the answer to everything. Well, no, I mean, clearly it's not the answer to everything. It just screws a whole bunch of other stuff up at the same time. So, yeah, okay. But I mean, but but it, but it is kind of funny that, like, for Gabriel to be saying that stuff, just because we know who Gabriel is. I mean, we know where he comes from, you know, and all of his, all the talk of, I don't know. I, for some reason, I just found that one particular piece just really irksome. Like, <laughs> Maybe I'm the only one. I don't know, but that that part just bothered me. But it did fit in with the whole theme of you can't really trust people, right? Yeah, because you Gabriel- don't know. Yeah, you did. I mean, he tried to trust her. She tried to trust him, and you, they don't trust either. Now they don't trust either one. Well, and Rick trusted Gabriel, and Gabriel lied to him, and then Gabriel right. trusted her, and then she lied to Gabriel, and then. Yeah, I mean, like, it's just, it, it I, although I do see where they're going a, a little bit. I mean, I think I can see, at least from from the story perspective, you can kind of see where they're going. Right. But it, it makes your head spin after a while when you start thinking about the layers of complexity in terms of who's being loyal to, who, nobody's being loyal to anyone. And that also was sort of, uh, I think, 100% displayed at the very end of the episode, when we see Maggie and Daryl turn away from someone being executed. Well, before we get and to that... you know, we, it's so funny. Um, wait, well, let's not get think, into that. I thought about this when uh, they hung Gregory. Uh-huh. I, I actually thought... What? No, I was going to say... Uh, um, okay, we, we, we're going to go... Um, into that in a in a minute, but uh, 
Um, but you're going to talk about Gregory. Go ahead. Well, what I was going to say about Gregory was it, the, this feeds into that same exact narrative about how Maggie and Daryl are really changing. They're changing how they perceive how society should be ordered. And it's not Rick's order. It's completely different. Yeah, they, they have reasons to to be like that, you know, because of, you know, what they've gone well, through. Sure, they've they have I think they have more personal reasons themselves, but I think the but the schism that I see is something is something that's like the dream was Alexandria. That was mm -hmm. sort of the the overarching dream. But the reality is Hilltop, the saviors uh, and, and beyond. That's the reality. So the dream is still Alexandria, but Alexandria can only, and I feel like that's what we saw when they had their family day. It was like, well, this is the ideological, this is what we all want, this is what we want to attain, this is what we want to do. We want to be able to raise family, we want to be able to be free from harm. This is the dream that we're trying to live. But the harsh reality is that doesn't exist anyplace else. And so, right. you know, how are they going to fix that? That, or can they even fix it? I don't know because maybe Rick is just living in that dream. Yeah. Um, all right, I want to get into the face-off between uh, the uh, the um, sanctuary people and Rick, and then we're going to circle back to the whole, um, you know, the uh, the uh, Maggie and Daryl. Hey, I couldn't. I'm getting. I'm old, you guys. Maggie and Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, all right. So here's the face-off. Uh, I'm gonna play the clip. Uh, I'm just gonna use the steel and then just play the audio because uh, I don't want to get a uh, YouTube strike. <laughs> so here we go. Don't. Solid advice. You should take it. No way you get me before I open her up. Ain't that right, boss lady? You killed the others, huh? Is that what you think? Shit, man. You got no damn clue. We're not killing anybody unless we have to. This. This is about the guns. Seeing as how we're being hunted and all, maybe it won't come as a big bombshell that we're vamoosing out of your little pet project. We don't need a babysitter. We just need a little protection for our trip home. It doesn't have to be this way. Talk time is up. Toss DJ your gun. We'll let you walk, and we'll be on our merry way. You know, over and over, I heard you yapping about how every life counts, and man, I gotta tell you, I'm right there with you. But if you don't give up that gun, her life ain't gonna count for shit for too much longer. You do this, there's no going back. Everything we're doing, it ends. And then with Justin, there's no going back from that. Not for us. It's over. It's over. It's over. All right, so uh, we know what happened after that. Uh, Carol, who's all of a sudden this ninja, uh, is able to escape <laughs> from uh, uh, 
from their uh, Jed's grip. So, uh, um, so what do you think about that? I mean, it's over, right? Right. Is it over? Uh, is this war all-out war part deux? Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, that scene was over, but I don't think the fight's over with, though. Uh huh. It's the it's it's just beginning. Uh, there was a couple, you know, the next episode. Uh, it's you know, I don't think they're ever really going to be to where they can actually get along the saviors can get along with anybody else because they were under <clears throat> under uh, Negan for so long and he kind of you know he got that kind of uh, that mindset with him of you know that we you know, were all Negan and you do things a certain way and Rick and his group are not anything like Negan so they're always going to be there's always going to be uh, battles between the two and I don't think the two will ever really fully function together for any length of time so, short span short spans they can do something like you know, trying to build a bridge it, but it kind of looks like they're not even going to be able to, not even going to finish the bridge because they're getting too pissed off and everything and not getting protection and all that so you know I don't I don't think there's ever going to be a long relationship between, uh, like Rick's crew and um, the the saviors. So it it seems to me like there's three different options. Option number one is they split off, and the saviors basically starve. I mean, they're living in an industrial complex, right? There's not much that they can do, and they we know that they've already picked clean the all the surrounding area. So that's, they would have to leave. Option number two is some threat, man-made or otherwise, acts as a rallying cry for everybody to have to work together. That I can see that as being a possibility. But option three seems almost more walking dead world possible. And that is that that the threat is actually another group and that the other group becomes a way for everybody to solidify. The thing that is sort of interesting about the way that they have split everyone off is that they're splitting everybody off in, <clears throat> in these ideological compartments. And Maggie's group, the Hilltop has all the food right now, right? Or they did, but they went to great pains to tell us that by delivering the food without the ethanol, that was going to be a problem, right? That that they were actually going to have some issues going forward, not being able to feed. If they can't feed themselves, they also can't feed everybody else. So that seems it seems like there's something in that. Also, it, it it feels to me like what might be sort of setting itself up here is is this idea between all the groups that it's either get together or die. It's not really get together because we need guns or because you, we don't trust you. I mean, that I feel like was sort of the emphasis of the episode. You can't trust anyone. Well, if you can't trust anyone, then you have to trust the group that like at, at large. And if right. that's what they're going to do, then they somehow have to have something that will rally them together 
so that they all face the threat equally and so that they all have to respond to it equally. Right. Does that make sense? I mean, that's basically what Rick did when he went and got uh, the kingdom. You know, he said, look, you can't be removed from this because you're part of it. So either your response right. is with us or it's with them. That to me seems like maybe a more uh, kind of a sustainable storyline. What do you guys think? Um, whether, I mean, if they're, if you're, if they are with them, yeah, it would make it, you know, easier to, you know, continue on. But if they're, if they're against each other, then it's just going to be fighting. All it's going to be fighting. Nothing's going to get accomplished and it's just not going to work. So yeah, in other words, if they're together, they're together. If not, not. See, because the Sakers don't have guns. Right. And not only do they not have guns, but they also don't have food. Right. So what they do from here is is it's a it's a crazy gambit that they're playing that they just walk off the job. Right. I, even if they can say, well, we weren't protected, there's still there's a big question in the air right now about what happens to them. The Hilltop, it feels like Hilltop is taken care of, and it feels like Alexandria is taken care of. It does not feel like the Saviors are taken care of at all. No, because there's, again, that's why I say they're still under that kind of that Negan mentality because it was like, oh, well, we don't have to do that because uh, Hilltop is going to give us half their food and this other group is going to give us their food. So they have that mentality of little, they're, they're, they're more of kind of like, um, you know, we're, we're the ones in charge, you know, we, you need to take care of us. We don't see, need to take care of you. You need to take care of us. See, They've I, got I that would, mentality. I, I would agree with that until I saw what, what we just played. I would agree with that until I saw that clip. I, oh, I mean, until I saw the, the actual piece. And, mm -hmm. and at that point, he says, which I think is not, an, it's not coincidental that he says, Rick told us that every life mattered. Right. And I think that that is pivotal. It's, it, it's, that, it that feels like it's got some writing resonance in it, like it's supposed to be very echoey in the story. And there's something about that which also, to me, seems to say, wait a minute, see, they're not back to Negan, but what they are is, you're not protecting us. And we can't protect ourselves because you've taken the guns. And Maggie won't give them guns. And Daryl doesn't want them to have guns. And even Carol, Carol could have killed anybody at that moment. I mean, she could have. It wouldn't right. have been that big of a stretch. She said she wanted to in the beginning of the episode, but she didn't either. Standing side by side with Rick, she didn't kill anyone either. And what did he say? What did Rick say? He said, every life matters. Like, I just feel like that there's a pivot point here, which maybe isn't uh, for all of us as story heavy as maybe some of the other episodes have been even this season. But there's something happening here between these groups, which is it doesn't feel the same. It feels different. Like it like they're not setting us up for an all out war. They're setting us up for an ideological fight. Right. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess it does. It in other words that yeah, that they're going. Uh, I don't. Know, I kind of see it as like I said. It's just going to be like one of the. It's kind of like a, a, a like the schoolyard 
school schoolyard, uh, uh, you know, fight is like, okay, you got this group and this group and this group is tired of this group and they're going to kind of go at, you know, walk away from each other for a little while and then go, hey, wait a minute. I think we need to have, we need to repair this because we're not getting food. We can't do anything. They, they're doing stuff. So I think it's kind of like they're, they kind of like go, go their separate ways for a little bit and then realize that, oh, we do need each other. Cause right now they, it's like, they don't think the saviors don't think that they need, uh, you know, Maggie and her group or, or Rick and his group. They don't need the other groups they're they think they're fine on their own because they were like i said again i have to go back to the negan is that he was like oh you take what you want you force you know you you, you don't have to worry about it because you you find somebody else to do the work and you take you know what they've done and you know that that doesn't that mentality doesn't work anymore because they don't have anybody to threaten anymore. Uh, and you'll have some of the saviors that, you know, are that like the idea of what's going on, what's going on with Rick and Maggie, you know, they, they kind of like that life and want that to work. And then you have the saviors that are like one, nope, we're not going to do this. So it's, uh, like I said, it, I think it'd be like, you know, a couple of episodes, it'll be a touch and go. And then they'll finally get to the point where it's like, oh, yep, we need to work together. Mm, I don't, what do you I, mean, there's, there's I don't know. Be, I don't know about that. There, there's got to be some point at which they either break off and join another group or they decide, yeah, okay, we want what you guys are trying to achieve the question that i have really though is what is it that maggie and daryl are trying to achieve well and and uh, you know i know that you wanted to circle back to that so i hope that we get to there because that's i feel like that's really important well let me play the clip and then we'll we'll get into it so here we go egg like you made them beg Drop it! B. It's okay. Take out Justin with that thing. Killed my husband. Daryl, please. They got a reason? We've all done things. People will find out she's the last one. After this, it's over. Maybe for you, but it won't be. With something like this, it keeps going. This was her home. My mother and my grandmother found this place for the group. There were so many of us then. Men and women. My mom and I built a garden. Me and my brother used to play right here. But then the saviors came. 
And Simon wanted what we had. He gave us our final warning. Afterward, we ran. And we tried to forget. But then your people came and asked us to fight. We did because we couldn't forget. After Rick ended it, we went along because we didn't think we had a choice. Until you hung Gregory. That's when we knew. Rick's rules aren't the only rules. You showed us the way. It was time. You did this because of me? They murdered my mother. She shot my brother right here. And they took everything because they could. Please. It's not like that anymore, okay? I'm, I'm one of you now. Did you do it? Simon would have killed me too. You asked me to beg for his life. He was crying and he smiled. I told you I loved him. I needed him. He was only 11 years old. And what did you say? I, I don't remember. Say it. Please. What did you say? No exceptions. <laughs> Daryl, Omei! Daryl, you can't do this! I changed, Daryl. Don't do it. Don't I changed do it. for you. You gonna about to change again, <laughs> man? That was harsh. Not really. I mean, I'm That's letting y'all. Harsh. I'm letting y'all know right now. If they kill me, and y'all get in the position to kill my killers, and after the zombie apocalypse, you better do it, Olaf. <laughs> no exceptions. <laughs> you better. No you better. You when they got when you got them on their knees and they about to get it. You say, Kente told me if I don't do this, <laughs> he's gonna come back <laughs> get me. <laughs> so like, no exceptions. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm like, man. Nah. You know. I mean, I don't blame them. I mean, to be honest with you, uh, you know, I'm. She, they said she smiled during it, you know, so she took some kind of enjoyment in there. See, that's one thing they say, though. What's that old saying about when you're on top, be good to the people on the bottom in case you're not on top anymore? Uh, something like Something like I don't that. Know, something like it. Something like that. I don't Something know. like that. I feel like I'm George Bush right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. He's like, you can well, fool the half the people. Some wait, 
You can, <laughs> so, you can fool some of the people with some of the time, but you can't fool all the people all the time. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but, yeah. See now. But, but, but. If I was but, in that position, I'm, 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 I'm good. I'm ready to go because all I got to do is, and I'm gone. You know. <laughs> but, uh, okay. Wait. If there is only vigilante justice. If that's all that there is, and there are no rules anymore about who you can or cannot kill, then what is the point of having groups together in the first place? I mean, honestly, I, okay, I know that there's a bigger question. I know that the question about vengeance is mine is, you know, that's always a big topic. But honestly, you're talking about the reconstruction of society and how mm -hmm. do you deal with a group of people who... If if they're the ones who are just going to go out and say, and I'm not saying that they didn't do things wrong, okay, because I absolutely think obviously they did do things wrong. What I am saying, though, is if, you, if you're going to reform society, you can't just have everybody deciding that this is the rule. And what she said was, we saw you hang Gregory, and we understood that Rick's rules aren't the only ones. That's it. Rick's done. That's toast right there. There's mm -hmm. no coming back from that. The rules don't apply. Once that happens, the, there's the only way that things can come back together is if they fall apart completely. You and know I what? Think I think that that's maybe. What I got to. I got to give this show credit in this regard. That in previous seasons, things seem to just happen on the show. And a lot of times it didn't have as much weight to it. And one thing I love about this is the fact that Gregory's uh, execution is actually having ramifications. It's not just something yeah. that happened in the first episode. So it makes that scene much more weightier when you when you go back now. It's like, OK, that scene really pushed something into motion. Right. And I love that. Because, you know, because uh, a lot of times in previous seasons, things just kind of happened, you know, and, and it really didn't have much of a big effect on it. Um, I use a show like Breaking Bad. Every little thing that happened on that show had a weight to it. That's why when the smallest of things would happen, you would be so interested because you know that the show was, you know, it would always make everything significant. And walking dead didn't really have that for a while and i love the fact that 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 moment wasn't just a moment for the for the premiere just a shocking moment yeah. to get you guys into the premiere that actually has ramifications and i believe angela kang said on talking dead that night that 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 did i think she foretold that 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 would have uh you know um uh ramifications of going forward yeah, it's definitely a ripple effect. That's for sure. That's why I can totally see the saviors using, you know, some kind of a post-apocalyptic meme like justice for Justin or something as as sort of their center focal point because the, because I, and again, this sort of all goes back to okay, well, if if there once again, if there are no rules and everything is vigilante justice, if we are are now living through the cowboy days of sort of, you know, whatever is left, then then what is there what is there then what's left what what actually what is michonne even doing why is it even going to matter and the, to me that seems like maybe the biggest issue the biggest issue is not necessarily just well what are maggie and daryl going to do because i think that that's going to be pivotal it's 
<laughs> why does any of that matter if everything just breaks down? If you're just together with a group of people because you just can't survive by yourself, then you're just Eugene. If you're with a group of people because you're trying to rebuild a society, then that's different. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. No, you're cur- currently right. I mean, correct. Um, no, I, I think it's, you know, I, I think it's really good. And, you know, that that scene was great. And this episode, although wasn't I wouldn't say I would say it's the one I liked the least. Uh, well, I mean, it's only been three episodes, but it was really good. Like these kind of episodes in previous seasons in the last couple of seasons would have been really bad. And yeah. I got to give this season credit because this is the type of episode that wouldn't we wouldn't like. And it was good. It was a good episode. It it, it was a, enough happened in it that made it, uh you know, that made it, um you know, very important to the overall telling of the story. And it was really good. So uh kudos once again to to uh the the crew so uh before i go uh, before i'm sorry before we go um <laughs> before yeah i'm just gonna leave it and y'all gonna just you're, keep you're talking. gonna you're gonna leave and leave it to us okay right <laughs> um i want to um thank you guys of course uh everyone that's listening as well as our wonderful panel and uh, to make a show note uh we will be back of course next week for our all new episode of talking about walkers uh, this week, tomorrow, we're going to have an all-female panel on our show, Mars Venus, as well Ooh. as, yeah, it's going to be good. <laughs> it's going to be really good. Yeah, I got to, uh, we're going to have some really good uh, questions to the ladies, but on Wednesday, we're going to have um, uh, at the next episode of Mayans, uh, we're going to cover talking about Mayans, or talking Mayans MC, uh, talking about Mayans, <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Oh man, tonight tonight has not been a great night. Uh, we just mostly head. talk about EZ anyway. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, we talk about the Mayans and their calendar, and uh, <laughs> oh and, yeah, uh, and we're gonna actually sacrifice. We're gonna sacrifice a virgin on the uh, the final episode of the season. <laughs> so should, be, should be good. So any any uh, anybody that wanna um, you know uh, donate there volunteer to be the sacrifice. Yes. So. Uh, yeah, uh, but um, I'm not sure a week is enough lead time for that. You may need. Well, no, no, no. We got some weeks it's for the finale. We're oh, okay. Oh, good. For the finale, we're gonna do it. We, yeah, you got time. You got time to find a virgin before the finale. So yes, is there any virgins left that are not babies? <laughs> <laughs> but um, and also this Wednesday also. On the spotlight, we'll be interviewing a uh, actor, filmmaker uh, named Dustin Ferguson. Not related to me. He's he spells his last name a little different. Nice. So you start to say something, Olaf? Uh. Uh-uh. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. So with that said, uh, we're gonna go start off with you, Jen. How can people get you in social media and all that goodness? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at following bliss one and you can find me on the web at movies make the and critical laughs with two L's.com. All right, Olaf. Well, now you, you, it's like, uh, you realize next week, uh, next week's episode, I will be in mm-hmm. Atlanta yes. at the Walker stalker. So it'll be, I uh, said, so I will be broadcasting somewhere. From uh, either the hotel or from uh, uh, somewhere in Atlanta after uh, after the airing of 
you know, next week's episode. So nice. Yeah, so I will, I will be amongst the Walking Dead people. All right. And uh, uh, say hi to my boyfriend. <laughs> He's not gonna be there. Well, uh, you don't know that. <laughs> no, she's talking about the fish man from uh, uh, oh. Shape of uh, Water. Oh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> uh, so and uh, so it's, it should be fun. I'm headed down there Thursday. I have to get down there Thursday and come back next Tuesday. So, are you going to live tweet from the event? Are you mm. going to send out some stuff? Uh, yeah. Well, it's like I, I do, I, I kind of sort of do, but it's my assistant that sends it. Mm-hmm. And and uh, you didn't tell us how we can get you in social media. I have well, because I haven't got there yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like in other words, you can stalk me on both Facebook and Twitter at Olaf Barbosa, but just don't stalk too close because I do get nervous and I do have an itchy trigger finger. Oh, there it is. There we go. And uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. And you can uh, get me at Kente F on Twitter. That's K I N T E uh, F on Twitter. And you can go to our website, IndieRadio.org. That's I N D Y Radio.org. <laughs> and like I said, we'll be back next week. You guys have a beautiful rest of your weekend i know there's not much left of it uh except for jen she got like about six more hours left so uh (laughs) so living in the past all right you guys have a good one peace thanks for listening hi i'm a southern california honda person and recently we've been doing random acts of helpfulness like replacing a family's stolen camera providing an urban farm in la with a much needed wood chipper and donating supplies to volunteers who help kids in need. And we can help you, too, with a great deal on a reliable, award-winning Honda, like the Accord, the 2018 North American Car of the Year. Click the Dealer Locator link to find a dealer near you, and go to SoCalHondaDealers.com to suggest a random act of helpfulness for someone you know.